Hi everyone. Welcome to today's special episode of Date in a Blank. My name is Tali and I'm here with Laura, my co-host, recording this very special episode, our final one of season one. So before we get into talking about the dates that we've had this season, I want to share the story of where the idea for Date in a Blink came from. A few years ago, I ate at a blackout restaurant and had the chance to meet and get to know people in total darkness. I had an amazing conversation with total strangers without having any idea what they looked like. After the dinner ended, I saw them for the first time, and I realized that had I seen them beforehand, I would have assumed that we wouldn't have had much in common, and I would have been totally wrong. It sparked the thought, would people be more willing to meet and get to know one another if they didn't know what the other people looked like first? Fast forward to today. So, Date in a Blink was born. We wanted to see if this was a positive way for people to date. For me, I was particularly interested in this because I had been on dating apps for so many years before I actually found my partner. And when we finally met in person, the connection for me and for him as well was so obvious. And so to this day, I still can't believe that I almost swiped away my partner. And so one of the things I was really excited to see is if other people would be able to make these connections faster. Because you really know whether you get along with someone or not within just a couple of minutes of talking to them. And you really can't get that same vibe just by swiping and texting somebody. So today, we are going to share what we thought of each date and let you know whether or not they matched. You might be thinking to yourself, how did it go? So at a very high level, we had over 100 people apply to be on our very first season. Of the 17 dates that we hosted, 50% of them resulted in a match. But before we get into the nitty gritty of who matched with who, here's a word from our sponsors. So now we're super excited to share a little bit more about the dates and our thoughts about them, as well as whether or not the couples matched. So our first date of the season was John and Joy. And the question that we asked them was, if all the animals were suddenly able to talk, which of them would be the rudest? Laura, what did you think of this date? You were the host. Yeah, so this was the very first date that I ever hosted. And I had such a hard time not cracking up throughout the entire thing. Uh, So I thought it was super funny. I thought their answers were funny. I thought they were very witty, very quippy with each other. Um, And the fact that they both agreed that like cats would most likely be the rudest, I I, like couldn't contain myself. I was like, thank God that there's a mute button. So I I want to plus one the the kind of idea that this was one of the best episodes. Um, It was one of my favorites, at least. And I remember this was one of the early episodes you recorded. And when I heard it for the first time, I was like, oh, this is going to work. Like this was a moment of like realization where this date was exactly what it was meant to be and exactly what folks should be able to do via an audio date. So I totally want to echo that this date was just one of the best. Not to say the other dates weren't great. They were also a great. Yeah, I think some of the things that I thought were really good about this date is like you could tell that there was genuine interest between both parties. Like John asked Joy a lot of great questions. Joy asked John a lot of questions. And they were just there was a good ebb and flow to the conversation where it wasn't being carried by one person. There was also so much laughter. (laughs) There was so much laughter. There was was so much laughter. Yeah, I think it was one of the most uh, it felt like the most natural and casual of the conversations we listened in on. I would I think some of the other things were natural as well, but in different ways. But we'll talk about oh, yeah. those soon. Yeah. But I, yeah. And um, I think something that really stood out to both of us was the fact that they raised the whole concept of audio dating and like talked about, you know, how different it was from traditional dating. And that was totally unprompted, which was amazing. Yeah. Definitely want to agree with that because it, you know, for us, it's like 
I, I feel like that for me, when I heard them talking about that in the date, I was like, oh my God, I want to just like take this as a testimonial and a soundbite for <laughs> know, kind right? of the concept of what we're trying to work on. Um, can we just bottle them up? <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So I guess, Tali, what did you think? Did you think that they were going to match or not? Absolutely. I thought they were totally going to match. Yeah. I, I thought this would be our very first Blink success story. And big reveal, episode one. Did they match, Laura? Yes, they did match. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we actually talked to John after the date and we asked him what happened. And here's what he had to say. I sent an initial email. Um, I believe in taking the initiative when you're interested. No need to wait around and waste time. She responded back, uh, letting me know that she was kind of in a busy period and apologized for responding late and forewarned me that she would respond late. So I sent another email and that's where it ended. I think for me, the over-analytical part of me is wondering, do I send another email to remind her or does that seem like I'm being pushy? Um, and so I decided to just leave things as is. I'm, I'm just going to hope that if she was interested in the podcast that she'll listen to this at some point and she'll be like, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's fair. Joy, if you're listening. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Joy, reply to the email. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. Episode two, we had Ping and Katie and they answered the question, what three wishes would you request from a genie? Tali, how'd that date go? I thought they had a lot in common. They really bonded over parental expectations. I thought the whole conversation about having to get like houses for your parents or having someplace for your parents to stay nearby was really funny because to be honest, I have that kind of expectation for my parents as well. Uh, and I thought they really shared a passion about travel. But something about the conversation felt a bit imbalanced to me and it felt like they never hit their stride. It's so interesting that you felt like it was a bit imbalanced because I guess for me listening to it, I didn't quite feel that way. I thought it was just like a little bit of awkwardness and like trying to get past the initial jitters and like seeing if you're actually on the same page with somebody. So for me, I was like so sure that they were going to match because they had so many things in common, you know, with the whole family thing. And there's a lot of ribbing and like good laughter between the two of them. And they also had like similar wishes of like, I want to travel. I want to be able to take care of my family. And I was like, oh, those are like very fundamental values that people have. And so I was like, well, maybe there's just a bit of awkwardness because you're talking to somebody on the phone. And as much as you can get to know whether you want to continue the conversation or not, uh, it does take additional time as well. So I was like, mm, I think they're going to want to continue the conversation to see where it goes. But do I think it'll pan out in the long term? Maybe, maybe not. I, yeah, I didn't think they were going to match. <laughs> I was less optimistic about the awkward, you know, let's get past the awkwardness bit. Yeah. So Tali, with Pig and Katie, did they match? They did not, unfortunately. That's okay. On to the next. Next, we had Tina and Ruben. They answered the question, what hobby or pastime would you love to get into if only you had the time and resources? Tali, you were the host. What'd you think of that one? I love this episode. I remember like crying behind the mute button a little bit. I was tearing up. Um, they talked about so many things. They talked about collecting and writing, but they both really, the thing that was really like popped out to me, they really seemed interested in what the other person was sharing. They were asking questions. They were really listening and they just opened up with each other. And it was just so beautiful. Yeah, I loved that too. When I was listening to this episode for the first time and going through it, I was like, if you have two people that are willing and able to be vulnerable on the first call, you can really go pretty far with it. So like so your headspace is so, so important when you're going on these dates because like they did get into, 
you know, some things that maybe some people wouldn't really bring up until much later on until they feel safer and more comfortable. And so I think that it shows like a level of maturity and interest. So I, I had like positive vibes all around from this or I was like, ah, I just, I, I so feel there's, there's some connection happening here. I totally agree. So uh, <laughs> I, I feel like we kind of know the answer to this, but did you think they were going to match? Yes, I thought they were going to match. Yeah, I did too. But did they? They did. They yeah. did match. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they matched. And it, something about this date, I just think was really beautiful. And I think for anyone who's listening, I think it really shows how, how open and vulnerable people can be in 10 minutes. Like it might not seem like 10 minutes is a lot of time, but this date and how open people, these two people were, it really shows that 10 minutes can be plenty of time to get to know someone. So you were also the host for the next date, episode four with Claire and Ilya, where they answered what's expensive, but worth it. This date was interesting. They had, we had connectivity issues, which I think really detracted from the date because it was hard to hear Ilya during parts of it. Um, And I think you could actually hear it on the episode itself because we were still using one of the older recording tools that that we started with. So I I thought it started promising because they were bonding over dogs, but then I think the conversation took a little bit of a turn. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. There was like a sense of awkwardness that was there. Like the connectivity issues did not make anything easier. I I definitely was like, oh yeah, like there, we're starting off on a good foot. We're talking about dogs. But then they kind of got a little bit more into it. And I just thought it was so interesting. You don't have to think every single thing the person that you're talking to does is the coolest thing on the face of the planet. You don't necessarily have to agree with them. But like there's this concept of don't yuck my yum. And I just felt like that that was coming up a little bit more than uh, I would anticipate it to come up. A lot of people do this and it's like super not intentional where someone says, oh, I like thing A. And instead of saying, oh, that's cool. What do you like about thing A? They're just like, oh, I don't like thing A. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, that's that's fine. There's a way to say, oh, that's so interesting. I haven't been the biggest fan of that in the past. So I'm curious to know what do you like about that? I totally agree. And I think one thing about dating, the whole point of dating is to figure out, do we share things in common? And I think you're right. If you realize pretty quickly, you know, we feel very differently about this fundamental thing. That's totally okay. But for the sake of getting through the time you have together, whether you're at a restaurant or whether you're having a 10 minute phone call, sometimes it's it's also just makes the conversation more interesting. If you take that approach of, um, like you said, Laura, just saying like, oh, you know, I haven't really been, been into that sort of stuff, but I'm really interested to hear why you are. So I totally agree with that. It was pretty apparent to me, at least, that they were just on different wavelengths. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely felt that as well. And I will also say, I remember this is one of the first episodes ever recorded. And I remember both of us, both of us were like so interested when they were talking about like urban gardens. We're like, wait, I want to know what urban garden you have. Like, I, wanted to ask, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask Claire about the restaurant she was talking about with the fried like mushrooms or whatever it was. I can't even remember now, but there was something fried and I was like, I want that. Well, I, I guess we kind of, uh, we know how we feel about this, but Tali was ultimately a match. It was not, it was not a match. We, our, our suspicions were correct. On to the next. So moving on to episode five, we had Albert and Brooke, and the question that they were asked was, what is one thing you wish to achieve in your life? Laura, you were the host. What did you think about this episode? Uh, this episode is one of my favorites, or it has one of my favorite moments, just because Al was, or Albert was talking about his dog bungee jumping. And I just remember like listening in on that and just the intonation of Brooke's voice when she was like, bungee jumping? Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> 
Uh, and that to me was like one of the highlights of all the dates that I that we had listened to because it was an interesting thing to say. And then the response was just so genuinely surprised. And I was like, oh, this is so entertaining. And then we went to edit the audio later. I was heartbroken. Heartbroken. Oh my God, I was so upset that like at, exactly at that moment, the audio essentially... Um, it was out of sync, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my You're God. You're making me jealous because I, I never got to hear the original. So I only heard the like weird out of sync version. And I was like, but, but this, you said yeah. it was so great. And I could never, I never got to hear it, but I did get to hear the, the Laura Gustavo <laughs> rendition of it, which was fun. <laughs> oh, that's so entertaining. I, uh, shout out to Gustavo, uh, when you were editing this and listening to this, I love you so much. And that cracked me up. Thank you for being the, uh, the Albert to my brook. <laughs> Yeah, I think this day, you know, besides that moment that obviously I didn't get to enjoy the original for, I thought they kind of vibed. They seemed to have like, you know, friendly overlap of interests and stuff. I thought it was an innocuous but decent date is how I would boil it down. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I so my thought was that, yes, they were going to be a match. But what did what did you think? I wasn't sure because I didn't feel strongly either way. So I'm giving this a maybe. But I know that's a little bit of a cop out. (laughs) Forgive me. But Laura, tell us what really happened. Yeah, so it was not a match. Womp womp. But that's okay. On to the next. Yeah. Episode six, we had Lorraine and Arthur. They answered the question, do you put your chips in a bowl or eat them from the bag? Sorry, I'm laughing at the question. I can't believe I asked this of them. <laughs> I, I love this day. I thought they vibed about so many things like animals and sound engineering and music. And there were parts of the date that just had me cracking up like I don't think I'll ever get over Lorraine's answer about what keeps her up in the morning which for anyone who hasn't heard that episode was existential dread yeah so I just thought that was amazing (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely I I completely agree I feel like this was such like a fun conversation to listen in on and this is the point that I remember Lorraine after the fact said it was like the best first date that she had been on like from online dating Yeah. And I was just like, I know. I was so happy to hear that because for me, I had been on online dating apps for such a long time. And so I I remember what it's like to just go on date after date after date and be like, oh my freaking goodness, like this just, this whole thing sucks. And so I just, I feel like for me, that was one of the first glimmers of hopes because uh, for full disclosure, Lorraine and I are friends outside of Date in a Blink context. And just like knowing about, you know, her dating life and then to have her kind of have this experience and to be so genuinely excited by it was something that I was like, oh, like we are really helping people. This isn't just something that I know I would be interested in doing uh, as someone who if I had to date all over again, it would have been a really fun way for me to be able to date. It made me so happy to hear that she said that, Um, especially after. So one thing about the date that I was like. So I'll, I'll, you know, give you my guess now. I wasn't sure if they would match or not because at some point during the date, Lorraine seemed really distracted and like her responses felt a little bit more delayed than I would have expected to like to the point where I thought it was a little noticeable that she might not be fully present. And so I wasn't sure how she was feeling about the date during the date. And we learned afterwards why that was. Um, it turns out something <laughs> ridiculous was happening outside her window and that pulled her attention away from the date. And so like we, we have an explanation, but I was like, is she, what's going on? It seems like they have so much in common and they were having such a great time. What, what What's happening? So it, it, yeah, it made me so happy to hear that she loved the date. Well, I guess, uh, Tally, I'll ask, did they match? They did. Yay, they matched. Yeah, they, they matched. And just a, a little bit of an update, they did get to go on a few dates together, which that also made me really happy to hear. And I think last I remember, they weren't pursuing each other romantically 
but they were able to establish a friendship. So I think that's one of the cool things that people forget about dating is that you're not going to be a perfect romantic match with every single person that you talk to. And sometimes you just meet super cool people that you want to have in your life and that you want to hang out with because they bring you up and bring a positive energy. And so I feel like in the dating process, it's always important to be open to the different ways that your relationship can go. It can go a platonic route or it can go a romantic route. And yes, when you're looking for romance, it does suck to go down the platonic route time and time again. But I feel like it just helps you as you're on that path to know like, okay, well, what does make someone a different uh, romantic partner for me versus a platonic partner and vice versa? Even just to add to that, just to take a step back, like I think one thing that is problematic with how people date now is that a lot of people go on the first date being like, is this my person? Is this the one? Instead of going into it thinking, is this someone I want to spend more time with and I want to learn more about? I think it puts so much pressure on the date. And so mm. I totally agree. In some cases, you're just meant to be friendly partners, not friendly partners, you're supposed to be friends. <laughs> I don't know what friendly partners. <laughs> a platonic, having a platonic friendship come out of a date is beautiful. Having a romantic partner come out of a date is beautiful. Having nothing come out of a date is also pretty great because you're learning A, that that person isn't for you. And B, you've like eliminated one person from the very many that you might have to go through to get to your person. So we hope to bring some of that to the dating process, making it a little bit less high stakes so that folks can enjoy it a little bit more. So the next date in our season was Sarah and Joe, episode seven. And the question they were asked was, what's your favorite place you've ever been to? Laura, what'd you think about this date? This was, I think, our first introduction to Joe, right? Um, Yes, it was. Yeah, it's a Joe's uh, one of the people that have gone on a few dates. And I just I find him so funny. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> we actually fun fact for everyone who's listening. We ran into Joe in Los Angeles totally randomly. We had no idea what Joe looked like, but he saw us holding blink swag and he recognized us and we started talking to him. It was just this like serendipitous moment of running into Joe and it was just so much fun. But anyway, hi, Joe, if you're listening. Yeah, so I just I thought it was like super fun uh, and that there was a lot of the the fact that they both wanted to go to Japan. I was like, right? There are so many different places in the world to go. And so I just thought it was so interesting that like, yeah, Japan is a super cool place to go, but not all the time is that going to be everybody's top. And so the fact that uh, I believe it was Sarah who said first that she was interested in going to Japan and Joe was like, oh my God, I have like the Lonely Planet book on my yeah. shelf right now because that's where I want to go. I was like, ooh, I want them to go on a trip to Japan together. But yeah, no, I, I, they, they had so much in common. I like really thought they were going to match. They, you know, had this funny moment when they were talking about hospital architecture and ball pits. Um, yes. So, oh I don't my- know. They talked about like things other than just travel. So they like seem to like, I don't know, vibe a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't know. I really love this date. So Laura, what actually happened? <sighs> they were not a match. All right. Next, we had episode eight with Vinky and Kingston. And their question was what seemed like a good idea at the time, but turned out to be a terrible idea. So this, I thought this date was very funny because they both shared stories that involved altering substances and injuries, which what are the odds? Um, yeah. So I thought, I thought the date went well and I thought their conversation flowed. So I thought it was, it was a pretty good date. This date I also thought was super funny. I just like the stories that they shared. It's one of those things that like, Uh, in the spirit of the question in the moment, you're like, oh, this is fine. This is fun, whatever. Not a big deal. And then like things turn sour. Uh, (laughs) And it's uh, in those moments, it is not funny at all. But then, you know, what is it? Tragedy plus time equals humor. So I've never heard that before, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah, It's it's like a a basis of a lot of comedy. So it was good because it seemed like they had some distance from the event. 
I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, there's like a, a shared understanding that like when you're young, there are some questionable decisions that <laughs> you make that we are not necessarily proud of, but that, you know, shape who we are as people and as we as we move forward. Right. Did, did you think they were going to match? I did. I, yeah, I thought they were going to match. What did you think? And what happened? I, I thought they were going to match too, but they didn't match in the end. So the next episode we had, episode nine, was Sabrina and Al. Uh, and the question they were asked was, what is something you're secretly very knowledgeable about? Laura, what do you think? This date was so interesting to host because there was a lot of pauses and nervous laughter. Um, and I thought it was kind of sweet in the moment, but I was also like, mm, I don't know if personality is really getting across. I was hopeful. This was actually, I believe, if I recall correctly, our youngest couple, or our youngest pairing we were, that we had. We were the youngest pairing. Yeah, by like a lot, like early 20s, both still in mm -hmm. college, I believe, or like just yep. freshly out of college. It was it was so interesting. And like one of the crazy things for me is like, you know, Sabrina's a math major into computer science. I'm like, oh, my God, she's super smart, like brings a lot to the table. Uh, and I was so excited about like the prospect of a lot of the things that she was talking about. But I just I felt so sad about like I, I feel like the nerves really got in the way a little bit of her being able to show what's really um, like what are the kind of cool, exciting things about her. I'll say, I also, I thought their date was so much fun to listen to. It was just adorable. Like you could sense the nervousness, but it was like kind of sweet in a way. Cause I feel like it was, especially for folks in their early twenties, like it's the epitome of a first date. Um, but when Sabrina asked about favorite color and then second favorite color, I might've lost a little bit of hope. Um, yeah. but I, I will say, and, and we actually learned from Al that he fell in love with someone by phone before. So it was really cool to host him for this date. And I was really surprised, honestly, to hear him talk about the experience um, when we talked with him in the after the date episode, because he he just seemed so into the concept and he was very mature and he's, he was like 20 some years old. So I just thought this date was super cool to listen to with that context. And one part of their conversation that I thought was a ton of fun was the, t the part of the conversation where they were talking about singing and that <laughs> it was just so sweet because Al said that he had started singing during COVID and <laughs> Sabrina asked like, are you any good? And he was like, no, I'm terrible. But I don't know. I thought they had some really sweet moments where they bonded uh, and it was an adorable like, date to listen to. Yeah, I was like, I'm waiting for the album to drop. Uh, <laughs> so Laura, what did you think? Did you think they'd match? So I I honestly was not hopeful that they would match just based on the sense of nervousness, but I was hopeful. Mm -hmm. uh, what, did, what did you think? I didn't think they were going to match. I, I think I shared your hope because again, I thought it was just such a sweet date, but I didn't feel that they were aligned. So I didn't think they were going to match. Did they, Laura? Tell us. They did. Ba -ba -ba -ba. <laughs> it was a match. Yeah. We did talk to Al after the date and we learned that he actually said that he, he didn't think that they had a lot in common, which may have been true, but they still matched. All right. Episode 10 was Michelle and Ilya. Ilya came back. Yeah. Uh, and so the question for them was, what has been your greatest adventure? This, I don't know what it is about dates with Ilya. We had more connectivity issues, which made it hard to hear. I can't really tell from the actual recording, the episode, because of the way our recording tool records. So you couldn't, you couldn't tell that the date had this connectivity problem and it definitely detracted from the date. I think they actually had a lot in common. So they both talked about traveling with older family members and they shared these really fun stories. Michelle shared the story about crossing streets in Vietnam and I had been fairly recently. So I was like chuckling behind the mute button, trying to remember like trying across the street and feeling like I was playing Frogger. So I thought they had, you know, a fair amount in common and might match. What about you, Laura? 
Yeah, I felt similarly. So I listened to this date and I didn't get to hear the like in real time awkwardness based on like, kind of what Tali was talking about, like their shared mutual interests and just like the things that they were talking about. I was like, oh, I do think that they're going to match. Uh, and I just I feel so bad um, for Ilya because I feel like Ilya is like a very interesting person who's done a lot of like super cool things and has a lot to offer. But and just his like phone hates him. <laughs> his phone hates him. His phone is like essentially just like blocking him from being able to connect with people. So I, I, guess, I don't know. I guess in this case, it would be laptop because you can't join from a phone. But yeah, his technology hates him. His internet hates him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you shall not find love through technology, um, which is so sad. Uh, but hopefully that will change. So uh, Ilya, you might be due for an upgrade on your devices. You said earlier, Laura, that you thought Ilya was this kind of really interesting person. One thing that I, I think is a really great learning from dates that we've had with Ilya is that he is so authentically himself. You can really tell yeah. that he is just him and he's not, you know, trying to be someone that he's not. He's really looking for somebody that he can connect with based on who he is. And I think that was really beautiful in both of his dates and was be something that I'd kind of take from his dates for folks who are in the dating process, trying to like figure out how to approach things. Uh, it is always so valuable to just be yourself. Uh, so I, I thought they were going to match. Um, I was I was like, yeah, I think they're going to match. Uh, but what did you think, Tali? And what happened? So I did not think they were going to match. Um, and I think it's because with the connectivity issues, it, it, there was just like a real disconnect. It didn't feel like the conversation was really flowing. You know, I, I heard the episode afterwards, obviously, and it sounds like they could really have a lot, like really be matched based on that. But it was so hard to hear some of what he was saying that like Michelle's responses were almost like S's. And I'm saying that because I also couldn't really hear him. So I, I didn't think they would match simply because like there was no conversational flow in the moment, even though you can't tell. So moving on to episode 11, Ping and Savannah, they were asked, where would you go on holiday right now if time and money were no object? Laura, what do you think of this date? Yes, I thought the state was super interesting. So I actually, I thought the interest, the, like the beginning part was interesting about the travel, but I was actually, I, I'm kind of like a coffee fiend. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, what really stuck out to me was the very ending of the date where they were talking about, um, or was it Savannah asked? Uh, Savannah asked, yeah. Yeah, she's like, would you prefer coffee, tea, or neither? And I was like, ooh, I want to know the answer to this question. <laughs> and so I, just, I thought it was so interesting. And I, uh, even though like they weren't on the same page about, you know, drinking coffee versus drinking tea, felt like the conversation was super natural. The back and forth was fun. And like, even though that question of like coffee, tea, or neither, um, it's like, it's, it's such a random question and like such an innocuous one at that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought that they had like a really good conversation off of it, which... Yeah. I feel like you can ask someone a question like that and they can just be like, oh, they can be dismissive of it and be like, oh, I, I want to like talk a about one something. word answer, right? Like yeah. coffee, period. Yeah. But I just, uh, the way that they were able to kind of respond to the question and to each other with it to keep the conversation going, like, I mm -hmm. think that that's a good thing. Like, that's a really good skill to have. Yeah. And I, I also, I thought they had a great conversation and I liked that Savannah had these questions ready. So she asked that. She also asked Ping, what friends, what do friends see in you that you don't see in yourself? And they had a nice conversation around that. So just as a general note, like I thought it was a super successful strategy to come ready with questions. And this wasn't the only date where that happened. We had definitely had some other dates where folks came ready with questions. Um, and so that's definitely something that I would recommend for folks who are dating. Be ready in case the conversation kind of hits a lull or you want to ask something. Like it's, it's great to see how people respond to things. Laura, yeah. what, did, what did you think was going to happen after this date did you think they were going to match yeah i thought it was going to be a match I, I was team yes ditto i thought they were going to match too so did they laura yes they did all right so Yay. we were both rooting for the right team so. we were <laughs> yay 
Uh, all right, episode 12, we had Joe returning and we had Mel. And their question was, when you travel, do you prefer to plan the trip out in advance or arrive and figure out what to do day to day? Polly had a go. It was, I thought it went well. And to be honest, I don't know why I asked this question because the whole time I was like, I want to answer it too. I want to engage in this conversation because <laughs> I like have very strong feelings about this one. So it was really interesting to listen to. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed listening to their date and they kind of bonded about the slow pace of things in Europe. Because if you go to a coffee shop there, A, people aren't getting up early and B, that waiter is not coming for you as often as they do in America. So I thought it was, it was a lot of fun to listen to this date. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, and I really appreciated their emphasis on kind of like, what's the fun of people watching? I don't know. People watching is one of those things that I feel like either you like it or it bores you to tears. <laughs> and they're like, isn't really a happy medium. And so I just I thought it was interesting that the two of them were really interested in, you know, what's going on in the lives of other people, which I think is really centering of kind of how you move through the world. So yeah, I just I I was like, I know we keep saying the word vibing, but like I was vibing with their date and I was like, I want to go travel with these two people. Um, so I thought it was interesting because they were kind of on the same page, it seemed like, about like going and chilling at a restaurant and just like you said, people watching. I, I thought they were going to match. What did you think and what happened? I wasn't sure. I thought they might match. And in fact, they did. So your guess was correct, Laura. So we actually talked to Joe about this date and here's what he said. Uh, yeah, we just like chatted a little bit, you know, uh on uh, email and then exchange numbers and just like text it a little bit and then just try to find like a time just to grab like a, like a lunch or like coffee yeah we yeah, then we just kind of uh we chat a little on the phone and we just picked a day to grab some lunch and then we went to lunch and chatted a little more and i feel like once you're in person you kind of uh i don't want to say awkwardness or insecurities like come out but it's like i guess since we already talked about like how are you today you <laughs> know like that kind of stuff it was like we talked a little more about our lives in general, you know, and then, you know, it just felt like there wasn't necessarily a connection, like, you know, as a conversation went. So our next day, episode 13 was Bo and Isabel. And the question they were asked was, what is the best way to spend a sunny day? Laura, what do you think? I noticed a theme with a lot of our dates. We had a lot of people talk about dogs and cats and pets in general. And so I just I thought it was super funny because Bo described himself as being like very outdoorsy and Isabel described herself as <laughs> as being very cat like. Yeah, like indoorsy and cat like. Uh, and so I just I thought that was super funny. Uh, I I love when people kind of like identify with an animal or a pet and kind of their qualities because I feel like knowing what animal you're kind of like or similar to can also signal to other people a bit more about yourself. So I thought that was like super funny, like a really uh, fun and like lighthearted way to start the conversation and to keep things going. Also interesting, too, because for being a cat person, they're both water people. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and I feel like usually those things would go hand in hand. Right. Um, they would, what do you think? I got the same sense, like the very beginning of the day, I was like, oh, he's outdoorsy, she's indoorsy. But I actually thought despite that, they had like a genuine interest in what the other person was saying. And so the date felt like it went really well. Isabel talked about liking to read and talked about reading math books. And I was just like fascinated because like, what does that even mean? Like, are you reading a textbook? Like what books are there about math? So I don't know. I was really interested by the date and I thought it went really well. So yeah. I thought they were going to match. What about you? Yeah, I, I thought they were going to match. So did they match? Yes, they did match. Yeah. Episode 14, we had John and Michelle, and they answered, what character in a book would you like to be for a day? 
I love this day. Um, I thought the book character conversation was really fun. They talked about Redwall and manga and their combo about debate was also super interesting because they talked about like how people can listen more effectively and listen to understand. So I, I thought the day and kind of the conversation really flowed. Yeah, I'd agree. Although like as a listener on the outside, as I was listening to the date, I didn't actually know the books that they were referencing. So I like, I felt like I was missing something a little bit, but I will say I'm like, I'm super happy that they both knew what the other was talking about. But I I think it allowed them to get further in the conversation because they had a shared understanding for those characters, which I Mm -hmm. I really appreciated. And I just want to call out, John is the type of dater that he's both interested and interesting. He doesn't respond to things with one word answers. He will actually give you a detailed response, but not one that's like overly detailed. And then we'll end up by asking you a question to follow up. And it doesn't feel awkward or weird. It's just like a natural way to keep the conversation going. So I think that like anyone listening, if there's one tip that you can take away from how to have better dates to actually get to know if you vibe with somebody or not, you can always circle back to a previous topic or you can like ask for more information about the topic that you're currently talking about to try to go deeper into it. You know, you don't you don't have to constantly be thinking of like new questions and new ways to answer things. And I think this was a really good example. You stole the words out of my brain because I I thought John and both the dates that he was on in Date in the Blank was such a great date. Like he's just so good about listening and asking questions and being engaged. So I just think he was a great date personally. I guess, Laura, what did you think? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious, but what did you think? Did you think it was they would match? I did. I was team yes. I was team yes as well. And they were team yes. They did match, which was awesome. But we did hear from Michelle after the day via email. She wasn't on the after um, the date episode with us. But we did hear that it seemed like their match was really going to bear fruit. But John made a dire mistake when they connected after our podcast episode, he'd copy and pasted a message and forgot to modify it so that it made sense in context. So it was kind of obvious that it was not a fresh message, but a recycled one. And I think that put a nail in the coffin. Um, and that made me so sad. And I think this is a pretty common thing that people do. Because to be honest, when you're, you know, online dating, you're probably talking to a lot of people at once. And it can be really exhausting to repeat the same things over and over again. Mm. But it's like the sort of thing that if you are really interested in someone, you have to be careful, uh, because it can be a really big turnoff. Because even if you're doing it with like good intentions, it, it can can come off negatively. So I was bummed about that. Okay, episode 15, Ben and Teresa. Uh, mm-hmm. The question they got was, what topic do you like to talk about that seldom comes up in conversation? Laura, you hosted this date. What did you think of it? So this date, I had high hopes for it. And this is one of those prime examples of how important your headspace is when you enter a conversation. And these two people coming to the table at this exact moment in time, I feel like they were having very different uh, experiences that they wanted to bring up. And so Mm -hmm. like this one, Ben, I think was looking for something that was a lot more lighthearted. And Teresa was looking for something that was a little more serious. It's also like very indicative of like what you want to talk about more. So it seems like Teresa really wants to go deep into some things and have serious conversations because you know there is a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things to unpack in the world and in your life. And so it's really nice to be able to feel a shared experience and being vulnerable with other people. And Ben was a lot more lighthearted. Like he wanted to have a more lighthearted conversation and he wanted to hear about like kind of the inner weird workings of people's minds. Like where, what kind of like weird paths do they go down? And so it's like both of those things are really important in life to be able to make space for those. And I just feel like today they both wanted to make space for these two items 
jobs that are, uh, they're not necessarily diametrically opposed, but they can feel that way when you're like, when you're getting to know somebody. And so I thought Ben's perspective was super funny, but something that was a little bit off for me is that like the thing that he chose to bring up in this date was like talking about something he had talked about in depth in another date that he had. And it's like, it's not bad to let another person know about a conversation that you had on another date with another person. But like, it doesn't really feel that great when you're on a 10 minute date with somebody and, you know, a quarter of the date is spent talking about a topic of conversation that you really went deep on with someone else that you went on a date with. Yeah. So you stole the words out of my mouth, basically, on this too. Um, I thought they were on two different wavelengths. Teresa was more interested in talking about serious conversations, like she raised her family and was kind of open about that. And it was pretty apparent that Ben was like, I want to talk about something a little bit more lighthearted. And he kind of raised sneezing and shower thoughts. Um, so it seemed like they had that disconnect. They did carry the conversation. So I thought maybe it would work out. But um, I felt like it, they were just not in the same place and not looking for the same thing. So I, I didn't think it, they would match. Yeah, I was definitely team no on this camp as well. Verdict, and, uh, what was it? The verdict is it was not a match. So we were, yeah, we were right in what we thought would happen. Next episode we had was episode 16 with Daniela in Kingston. And the question they got was, what is your favorite type of party or celebration to attend? Laura, what'd you think? I personally love celebrations of all kinds. So this was super fun to listen to. So I loved that Daniela was like really into birthdays and Kingston was more about like the housewarmings and the game nights. And so I just, I thought like there's like a shared sense of joy and kind of what are the things that you're celebrating? And so Daniela was more interested in like loves her own birthday and loves to throw big parties for other people's birthdays. And then vice versa, you can have your birthday out somewhere or you can have it in somebody's house. I don't know. I just, I thought that the way that they communicated with each other about their feelings towards these different types of celebrations even though Kingston was not the type of person to want to celebrate his own birthday, he wasn't like, oh, it's stupid that you like to do that. Uh, he was like, oh, that's cool that you like to do that. Like, I'm not as into that. And, and this is actually kind of going back to one of the earlier dates that we had. Like, this is a really good example of a way that you cannot be on the same page as somebody and like not mm -hmm. make it a big deal. You know, because like it's not a, yeah. it's, it's like so genuinely not a big deal to not agree with somebody on a thousand percent of things or be on the uh, same page as them. So I just I thought this was like such a good example. Uh, what did you think? <laughs> so what did I think? Okay, so yeah. I thought this was super interesting to hear. Whenever I hear about birthday parties, and this isn't too young, Danielle's young, but like it's just like in my brain now. I think of this late article about how birthdays after twenty one. And like birthday dinners suck. And the first thing I was thinking of was that. Not that I would have said that to her if I was on the date. But um, I, I think I'm in a different bubble because I, I was more like I'm not into the birthday parties, but I loved home um, housewarmings. So I, I also agree with you, though, that like hearing how they were talking about it was awesome because Kingston, although he also like wasn't super into birthdays, he was still able to kind of connect with Daniela about it. And I don't know, maybe it was also like I really vibed and resonated with Kingston's idea of like, I love seeing the inside of people's houses and playing with people's pets. So yeah, it was a fun date to listen to. And I thought they would potentially match. I thought it was a pretty promising date. Yeah, I will agree. I definitely thought it was going to be a yes. And so this one was kind of a, a more in the maybe camp. And so um, just a, a weird kind of call out here. So something came up after the date that made the match moot. Uh, and so we ended up not actually following up with the daters to see if they would have matched. Uh, so Daniela and Kingston, if you're listening and you want to continue the conversation, let us know and we're happy to put you both in contact. Okay, our final date of the season, Joe and Lorraine 
it was kind of like a bonus episode. We weren't planning to do it, but then we we figured we actually thought they might match. Um, they were both returning daters. Question that they got was, what would people be most surprised to learn about you? Laura, you were the host for this one. What'd you think? Yeah. So I thought that they had so much in common, like from space to East Coasters life, working in similar industries that so I don't know, just like the fact that they both worked on uh, both worked with artists and on movies and, and the sorts of things that were household names for some people. I, I, I don't know. I was like, this is a vibe. I feel like they're really vibing I... with each other. <laughs> I totally agree. I thought they had so much in common. They talked about space, which is like kind of a random thing. So like even beyond the fact that they're both in LA and would probably share some sort of entertainment industry, like work commonality, because it is so common out there. They had a lot in common beyond that, like the space and the East Coast origin, like and talking about being from the East Coast and different vacation spots in the East Coast. So I, I thought they were having a great conversation and had a lot in common. Yeah, I totally agree. So uh, uh, did you think they were going to match? I thought they were going to match. What about you? Yeah, I thought it was like for sure going to be a match, but ultimately they ended up not matching. And so for uh, full context on this one, I actually think one of the daters of this actually started seeing someone at the time. Oh. So I, yeah, so I don't, I don't know if they're still seeing that person. Uh, I could always follow up there, but I think that there was some interest in continuing the conversation, but didn't ultimately because there were some other things that were panning out at that moment. So I didn't know that. This is the first time learning of it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I didn't ask for too many details. So I was like, I feel like I shouldn't pry that that deeply into people's dating lives. If they want to tell me, they'll tell me. Um, <laughs> As we cry uh, about people's dating lives and go on their dates with them. Yes, I know. I know. Joe and Lorene, if you're listening to this and if you want to continue the conversation with each other, if things have changed, let us know. We are always happy to, to re-put you back in touch with each other. Yes. And that applies really for any of our couples because love is kind of comes in seasons. And if you were exploring all sorts of things and you said you weren't interested in your date in a blank simply because you thought one other thing was pr more promising, feel free to let us know if you'd like to pick the conversation back up. Cool. So, so that's, that's it. it for our recap. So curious to know from our daters, uh, what did you all think? Did any of the matches or no matches surprise you? And if so, why? Let us know. Yeah, send us a DM, email us. We love hearing from you. And now before we wrap up this episode, here's a word from our sponsors. So now that we've shared the outcome of each of these dates, I want to share a little bit of my personal thoughts on the experience as a whole. I love this experience generally. I'm always the person who sits at a table at a restaurant looking over at other couples and wondering what's going on over there. Is this their first date? Are they having a good time? Is it going terribly? So I just really love being a fly on the wall for people's dates. But the most interesting thing to me was that I wanted to be part of the dates. I wanted to be friends with some of these people. And if I were single and on the market, some of these people felt like they were right up my alley. I definitely echo Tally's feelings about this. I am equally nosy and I eavesdrop on people's conversations as much as I hate to say so. I do the same thing. I say, oh, that couple's definitely on a first date. So it was super fun to be able to have people actively want to participate in a podcast where that's the entire purpose of it. And one of the really interesting things for me is I was pretty apprehensive about it. I thought people would be super interested in audio dating. But I was very skeptical that people would actually sign up to be listened in on, you know, in a podcast format, especially because we weren't going to places that have, you know, agencies of people that want to get famous type of a thing. These are just, you know, regular everyday people from a lot of the communities that we're a part of. And so it was just it was super fun. I was really surprised and really excited on how vulnerable people were willing to be to say, hey, like, I, I do want to go on this date. 
Can I can I disclose this? And Laura, you can cut it out if you want to. Laura didn't want to do Date in a Blink when I first suggested it. And I can't remember exactly why. And eventually I won you over. And I remember within the first couple of dates, you were like, I love this. I'm so happy we're doing this. So I'm really happy it worked out that way. Yeah, it wasn't that I didn't want to do it or that I thought it was a bad idea. I was like, we have so many other things to do. How are we going to make yes. time for this? Yes, yes. Not to say that you were like totally against it, but it was definitely a time thing because for full context, everyone, we're doing this in addition to our full-time jobs and working on a startup. So it wasn't to say Laura hated the idea. She was anxious about the time, which I feel like it's it's important to actually note here for anyone who's listening to this and thinking about applying for season two, the dates were actually super quick to host and to be a part of. I wasn't sure how this would go before we actually hosted a few of them. But by the time we, Laura and I got into the groove of setting up the dates and hosting them, they only took about 15 minutes. So if you're thinking this is a huge commitment, it is not. So Tali, what's in store for season two? Let the people know. More dates. Yay. Next season, we'll actually be using prompts from Modest Notes, which we're super excited about. They create these decks of cards with prompts to help people develop more meaningful and intimate relationships. I use them and it was so much fun. So we're super excited to be using them for season two. We are really excited to start matching people again and really excited to, to be hosting more dates. So if you are interested, please go to dateinablink.com and fill out the participant form. It is necessary because otherwise we won't know who to match you with in terms of your sexuality, your age, and things like that. So it's, it's a key part of the process. You may have noticed season one was all dates between men and women. This wasn't intentional or, to be honest, desired, but simply how the matching worked out based on who signed up. We'd love for season two to reflect a more diverse set of daters, so if you or a friend are interested, please sign up. Next season, we are going to share the outcome of each date earlier. We saved the reveal for the end of the season this time around, but we want to provide uh, more timely updates about how each date went. So what we'll be doing in season two is in between each date, we'll actually be bringing in some dating and relationship coaches to listen in on the date, share insights and learnings. And that's where we'll reveal how the date went and whether they matched. So with that said, we're curious to know what you want to hear about. Who should we invite onto the podcast? If you have any thoughts or ideas, DM us, send us an email, hit us up on social media. We really want to hear what you want to hear. There's one last thing we want to share with you all this season. We kept talking about this season as a social experiment. Well, actually, it was a proof of concept for Blink, an audio-first speed dating app that we've been working on for the past few months. Blink's mission is to build a dating space where a person's personality, values, sense of humor, and quirks are what set them apart, not their looks, demographics, or fashion choices. So you might be wondering, well, what does that look like in an app experience? You'll sign up with your basic information, including your age, sexuality, and location. Then you'll tell us about your availability on a weekly basis. Based on that availability, you'll be able to go on Blink Dates, which are 10-minute audio-only dates, very similar to what you've heard here this past season. If the date goes well, you'll move on to glances. We know love isn't truly blind, so you'll be able to see three anonymized and profile-less photos before you continue the conversation. If there's mutual positive feedback on both your Blink Date and your glance, then it's a match. So if you're tired of swiping and tired of making decisions about life partners based on photos and curated profiles, try Blink. So I want to take our final moments here to thank everyone again. There are a few people that have really been our cheerleaders throughout this process. There are some folks at Nevermind He Texted Me, which is a podcast. They also have a great social media account. They shared 
a lot about us and the work that we're doing on their podcast. And it's just generally a really funny podcast to listen to. The tagline is it's the podcast based on your group chat. They had their dads on a few episodes and they talked about dating back in the day, which actually was really reminiscent of thinking about how Blink works in terms of having phone calls and getting to know people in a slightly more old school fashion. We also want to give a big thank you to Brianna Andrina, who's a sex, love, and relationship coach. She's also the host of Sexy Soulful Confidence Podcast, and she contributes to our blog pretty regularly, and she's one of our biggest cheerleaders, and for that, we will always be eternally grateful. I also want to thank our parents and family. My mom texts me after each date to ask what happened, which I always love. And I know, Laura, your family has also been some of our most committed listeners, so thank you all so much. So yeah, I want to say a big thank you to Gustavo, my penguin, my boo, my bae, who uh, deals with all of our editing and all of our requests to edit the edits. <laughs> I also <laughs> want to thank my partner, Doug. He has helped get all of, our, all of our materials onto the website. It's not as easy as it looks sometimes. These transcripts, which we really want to make available to folks, uh, require all sorts of formatting. So thank you, Doug, for having the patience to go through and put the mark down through it so that we can put it on our website. I, of course, must thank the ever so grateful uh, birther of the idea of Date in the Blank, my co-host Tali, human matchmaker, email sender, question procurer, pretty much just a master of the podcast. And Laura, thank you for being the audiophile ninja, creating transcripts, being amazing at participant recruiting, and just generally being an awesome co-host and co-founder for Blank. And again, we want to give a huge, huge, huge thank you to all of our daters, everyone who participated on this very first inaugural season of Date in the Blank. And thank you all listeners. Please rate and review if you enjoy the podcast. Don't rate and review if you hate it. No, I'm kidding. You can rate and review either way. <laughs> um, but thank you all for sticking around with us for season one. Please tell your family and friends about Date in the Blank and please return for season two. See y'all in a blink. <laughs> See you in a blink, bitches. And by a blink, we mean a few months because we'll probably launch season two in February. Yeah. Yes. Um, Valentine's Day that. launch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>